This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, apparently there's a documentary that I definitely need to watch because you and Holly are speaking the praises of a new documentary. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. Hi. Oh God. Hi. You got to turn that thing on. Hey. It works better when it's on. So what is this documentary? Tell me more. So there is a documentary that Holly uh, brought to our attention yesterday called The Way Down. It's on HBO Max. It's an HBO Max original. The Way Down, W-A-Y, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. Now, when she first brought this up, I was like, I don't know what you're talking. She started by saying a cult documentary. I was like, oh, is it that like... Lula Rose thing or Roe. What is that thing? Lula Rich. Lula Rich. I knew yeah. there was like a Lula something. Ooh, it was real right? good. Uh, and I've heard that's real good. And I'm always on the lookout for a good documentary, whether it's a podcast or a streaming service offering. And she's like, no, no, no. This is called The Way Down. And it's about that Gwen Shamblin. And I was like, wait a minute. Gwen Shamblin, she's got big hair. And she, I think like Jesus told her she could lose weight mm-hmm. if she prayed hard enough or some dumb thing like that. I shouldn't say dumb, but it, you know, it, it just sounds absurd uh, on the face of it that um, you would pray your fat away, mm-hmm. right? Well, sure enough, that's the woman. And I know about Gwen Shamblin and a lot of people do because they've seen these videos on like YouTube or whatever over the years and you ha- and and they seem funny now right because it just seems like a joke that someone would say like instead of bowing down to the refrigerator you should bow down to Jesus mm-hmm. look no harm no foul i don't care what your religious practices are but that is a different way of of selling a weight loss uh, formula, right? Well, she wrote this book called The Way Down, which, uh, or The Way Down Program. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, W-E-I-G-H. Anyway, the moral of the story being uh, that she had this very successful book. Well, that's not where the story stops. And in fact, you might remember we went down a rabbit hole with, I think it. I don't even think we did it on the air. I think this was like a prep room experience. Yes, this was off the air. When she died suddenly, mm-hmm. Gwen Shamblin, along with her husband and some other people who were the leaders of this church. And I was like, wait, that's the diet lady, the pray the fat away lady. And um, sure enough, that's who it was. Well, in the intervening years from when she wrote that book, there's so much more. It goes so much deeper. And you learn about that. And I think it's three episodes of this HBO Max special. And there's going to be a couple more episodes that come out because they were working on this documentary when she died, happened. when Ooh. she was in that plane crash and all those people died. So, wow. um, but wait, there's, there's more. more. Because it's not just here's a kooky, different, weird way of losing weight that this lady, you know, made a bunch of money off of. She actually started a cult. And that's the piece that I didn't know anything about. That's the piece that's 
so fascinating. And I think you, of all people, would love it because, you know, from the the um, scholastic work that you've done of late, she really like did some weird. I'm not going to I don't want to tell you what happens okay. because I want you to watch But I it. bet that there's some unique theological perspectives that she employs. Uh, most would call it heresy. Okay. Some heretical things that she did and said mm-hmm. that maybe indicated to several other people who know a thing or two that she was not really interested in um, the religion part of things, that she was far more interested in the culty power mm-hmm. and influence uh, variety of things. You'd be surprised how often that happens. Well, and actually, she, you wouldn't be. <laughs> um, but but it involves like people losing their children, oh some gosh. abuse. Like there there's some deep, deep, deep things. Also, she was married to a former Tarzan. Uh, That's right. I forgot about that. Was yep. the former Tarzan the guy that ended up she was married to when they died in the plane crash? Yeah. yeah. And he was part of the leader of this. Yep. Church like there were too. seven, I think seven people who died, and I think most of them were leaders. Of oh this, my gosh! This church they called the Remnant, um, and it gets real dark real fast, and it's really just fascinating because she looks like what you would expect the leader of a religious cult who there thinks was... that if you pray hard enough, you're going to lose weight. I mean, it. She just. Yeah. It's. It's looks like a Saturday Night Live sketch. But it's real life. There's a there's a it's interesting Like when you think about like where some of the influences came from. The thing I always think about when I saw pictures of her was Gwen. What's her last name? Shamblin. Shamblin. Whenever I saw pictures of her, I thought she is trying to do Tammy Lee. Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. Tammy Not Faye Tammy Baker. Lee Webb, who's <laughs> buns of steel. No, <laughs> no, Tammy Faye Same, Baker. Like, but she different. was trying to do Tammy Faye Baker, and also Jan Crouch, and also, and we talked a little bit about this when Holly brought this this show up yesterday. Um, it's there's just this like very interesting televangelist streak where women the hair like the, the higher, the, higher hair, the hair, the, the closer, closer to, to a cult. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's closer to Jesus, yeah, honestly. To them, it is. Yeah, but to them, they would say that. But yeah, no, there's this very unique strain of like, like I am, <laughs> I am holy because the higher my hair my is. Hair is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because hers is absurd. Like I want, I spent a lot of time last night going, like trying to figure out what was under her head. Cause I'm like, that's not hair. That's not a bump it. That, I mean, maybe it's like, it's like a, a mega, it's like a mega bump it. Yeah. Um, how many episodes, three episodes? I think there it's are? three episodes. And how long are they? And I think they're about an hour ish. Okay. Uh, because the first one was just under an hour, I think. So and, what you're saying is I'm and, spending three hours on the couch. And tonight. because, well, what happened to me last night was I watched the first step. I was like, oh, I'm going to catch one episode before I go to bed. And it took everything I had to not click to the next one because the way that they film it, you know, mm. again, great stories are only great in the way that they're told. Mm-hmm. So like you can have a fascinating story that nobody tells well and you just never get that involved in it. This is going to suck you in. And then the way that it's filmed, you're going to be like, Ooh, I need to see what happens next. And then you're going to not want to go to bed, but you do go to bed because sleep is important, but I will be watching episode two tonight. Okay. So I would, I think you would really enjoy this documentary. Um, and also, I mean, a good cult documentary. Once Who doesn't in a while love is, that? 
It's just a fun distraction. It's like that one that I watched on, I think it was on Netflix, that I can't remember the name of. The one you'll know about the Mormon, uh, that the that Mormon church group and the false documents. And yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was kind of a pandemic documentary. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, what was that called again? Something, uh, I don't even remember. Anyway, that was a very interesting documentary. There was like, mur- it had everything. The Mormon Murder Church, among the Mormons. That's what it was. Murder. There were some falsified documents. There was counterfeit. There was mystery. There was intrigue. Is that the one where they... What was the one with the abducted daughter? That's a different one. What was that called? What was that one Wasn't called? Wasn't that Mormons too? Yes. That one was like... Oh, that was like two years ago. Um, oh, man. What was that one called? Um, but that one was intense. We and were she all watching th- the that. The guy that was like Netflix. was confused. Like the guy made her think she was being abducted by aliens. Yeah, and then he took her in a RV. And oh man, what was that? Okay, all of you at home are like either yelling at your radio or going, "What the heck are they talking about?" That was on Netflix. That was one of those, right? It was on Netflix. That was one abducted of those, in plain that's sight. That's what it was. That was one of those yeah. ones where. When you watch it, you're like, wow, this is weird. And then and you it, think it can't get weirder. And it got weirder. And then it gets and weirder. And then it gets weirder again. And then the dad is in the car and the things and it's, with the thing. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Another, can I just throw out a podcast weird one that is relevant right now? Because there's actually a movie based on this podcast coming out with um Will Ferrell is in it. The Shrink Next Door. Did you oh, listen yeah. to that oh, podcast? That is a... Amazing. Amazing. And that's another one where you're like, but wait, there's more. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is weird. And then the next episode, it's like, hi. And then you, it's weirder now. And you're like, I don't understand how people could be that dumb. Yeah. But they get real dumb. Yeah. So anyway, that's a great, that's not a documentary, but that's a great documentary style podcast. Is it a documentary that's coming out or it's a feature film? It's a feature film. I think it's going to be on Netflix though. I can't, well, no, wait, no, no, no. Or maybe Apple TV. It doesn't matter. It's going to be on a streaming platform and it stars Will Ferrell. Yeah. Et cetera. And that one's got celebrities. Oof. It's a good one. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's actually catch up with actual Britney, not just Britney Knight on Dancing with the Stars. Let's uh, see what's going on in Britney land after this on My Talk 1071. Let's check in with Brit Brit on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. How's it going over there? Good. How are you? Good. Should we check in with our friend Brittany? Let's do it. Should we get the uh, Cobra Gang together? Oh, do you want to do that? Can we do that? I know that's. Whenever there it is. Thank you. Never have a double with a Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time with a Cobra Gang. Um, so we've got some Britney updates. Robin Greenhill, do you remember that lady? Um, so she's like the isn't she the is she the lady who works with the TriStar lady? She's the lady. Yeah. She's the lady who works with that other lady. Yeah. So TriStar uh sports and entertainment or entertainment and things and sports. It's the group that made a lot of money off Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. And frankly, I want the Netflix uh, documentary on this outfit because I just have to believe that. I don't know anything, but I bet that there is some stuff there. Oh, there's no question that there's some stuff there. Well, 
Uh, Robin, by all accounts, Robin Greenhill was, according to all sources, but specifically the documentary, well, actually both documentaries now that I think about it, Britney versus Spears and the New York Times presents Controlling, controlling Britney Spears. Britney Spears, yeah. Uh, that episode, I think they talk about Robin Greenhill as well, that she was instrumental in sort of the day-to-day management of Britney Spears and control of Britney Spears mm-hmm. down to things like, you know, Britney can't buy a pair of shoes. Britney can't go uh, certain places. Britney can't have a Starbucks because she was really controlling Britney Spears on a mm, micro level, micro or molecular level, yeah. right? Like at a very basic level. And th- those those are the allegations that were lobbed against uh, Robin Greenhill. And she has yet to respond. Well, the reason we're talking about her today is because uh, apparently TMZ caught up with her and she's like, crickets. So they're like, hey, uh, were you controlling Britney Spears? You got anything to say? And she had nothing to say. And I just, you know, I'm not surprised, Mm -hmm. of course, that she's not talking. I would imagine she's got to be real careful. Because don't forget that uh, the company that she worked for, TriStar, was paid by Jamie, that is the conservatorship, that is her father, paid Lou Taylor and Robin Greenhill and the conserv um, and TriStar like five hundred thousand dollars in one year, right? For the work that they did for publicity, allegedly, supposedly, which just seems bizarre. Because I I believe the year that they were paid that money, she was not actually performing. Right, which is actually one of the things that is under um, scrutiny by the conservatorship or by her. Um, like whatever suit her lawyer is, I don't, I don't know if her lawyer is bringing suit against Jamie, but that's, that is one of the things that's up for investigation and conversation around Jamie Spears conservatorship. Yeah, absolutely. That $500,000, that very specific amount of money and time when she wasn't working. The reason I said that I want to watch the Netflix documentary is because Jamie and Lou were apparently involved together. And I think Lou's husband runs a church. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but whenever you get celebrities in churches that um, are tax exempt involved and they've got lots of money, it's not that you can't be religious when you have lots of money. It's just that there's questions. There's there is an incentive when you are close to something that is a little bit more opaque in the way that uh, it handles money. And I would be concerned about, especially if we have reason to believe that you don't have your you know, uh, daughter's best interests at heart. Yeah, when you're somebody who's prone to some shady dealings, mm-hmm. like I believe Jamie Spears is, yes, it should actually raise a lot of red flags when there's a church involved. I just even hope loosely. The FBI has said, look, Lou, or not Lou, look, Robin, tell us what you know about Lou and Jamie and we'll go easy on you. Because I, I, want, <laughs> I want them to get all the dirt. And we want to hear it. Yeah. Like, we want to know the dirt. I mean, I'm here to tell you, I don't care who you are. It, it does not take a rocket scientist to figure out that we only have scratched the surface of what we know about Britney Spears yeah. and what actually has happened in that conservatorship. It is, we are, we can barely smell it. 
But we all want to know. We all want to know all the dirty, shady details. And it's easy because, you know, people for years have said, oh, nothing to see here. He's just a dad and he's taking care of her. And everyone's like, yeah, no, that's totally plausible. But now we know that our suspicions and really the suspicions of other people, we just came along a little bit late to the game. Um, Those suspicions were well-founded, right? Like they weren't just the musings of... Uh, quote crazy people on the internet well and I just always want to say to people to the Jamie Spears of the world you can run honey but you can't hide and not in this day and age yeah you it will come back to roost at yeah. some point what, what's the chickens will come home to yes, roost thank you uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show we've got some dumb people doing dumb things crazy stupid idiots after this on my talk 1071 this is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071 I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And before we get to those dumb people doing dumb things, Bradley, do you have a feeling? Yes, and it's too. not gas. No, it's a the feeling of generosity. I think we're going to give something away. Let's do it. What are we giving away, Rachel? We're giving away a pair of tickets to New Kids on the Block Mixtape Tour 2022 with Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. I'm sorry. It's Ashley. <laughs> salt and, and, and Pepper. pepper. <laughs> Coming to Excel Energy Center. On June 14th, 2022. Awesome. 651-641-1071. What caller are we giving those away to, Bradley? Two. Caller number two. And now let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida Florida. and sometimes other places. Like where? Like Florida. Oh, okay. What's going on in Florida? Today we meet 46-year-old Matthew Cusimano. Hi, Matthew. He was riding his bike at 2.45 a.m. in the morning. That means the same thing. On Friday, he was in Madeira Beach, Florida, and a cop stopped him. Not because he was riding his bike, but because his bike did not have lights. And it was late at night, and that is apparently illegal. Uh, so when the cop pulled him over and was like, hey, buddy, you're riding your bike, and you don't have any lights, and it's 2.45 a.m., uh, what's your name? And he was like, Matthew Cusimano. And they were like, oh, funny thing. You have an outstanding warrant. Oh. He didn't show up in court oh, uh, back in June. Not good. And that's what is just bringing this story to the fore. Because in the moment, it wasn't a big deal, right? Like, you're riding without lights. He had a warrant. But the why he had the warrant is the reason why he's a crazy, stupid idiot. Um, he had He was found in June... With two glass pipes and a third of an ounce of meth on him. Uh, uh, and they asked him, like, what are you doing with all this? Yeah. And this is what makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. Uh, he was holding it for a friend. No, but that is a good yeah. guess because we hear that often with drugs. That's not meth. It's just uh, borax. No. <laughs> uh, no. Some people. Now, Bradley, I'm going to lead you to the I'm going to lead you to the the pot of gold at the end of okay. the rainbow. Um, there is a certain drug that people use for different reasons. It's called marijuana. You can use it recreationally or you can use it. Oh, uh, to treat some issues. Yeah. Medicinally. Medicinally. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, this guy claimed that his meth was medicinal meth. Oh, is that a thing? No. Medicinal actually. meth. No. He claimed I... it was okay because it was medicinal meth and he had a prescription for it. Oh, yeah. That came in powder form. Yeah, no. So apparently, I did not know this. Apparently, there's a form of something similar to meth that doctors can prescribe. Like I don't, Sudafed? this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel right to me. I don't want to trust this. It's called desoxin. Oh, apparently it is prescription methamphetamine. Okay. But it is uh, administered in pill form. Yeah. Well, like most things. Right. You know, the, the pill form is probably doesn't contain all of the garbage that street meth Mm -hmm. does, you know, like oxy. People were addicted to that, but then if they can't get their hands on that, they turn to other things. Right. Which are not safe right. and are illegal. Uh, anywho, his excuse didn't work and he was arrested <sighs> for possession of narcotics and drug paraphernalia. Okay. Well, yeah. There's no such thing as medicinal, medicinal meth, meth. Although apparently there is, but just yeah. not street meth. Nice try. Yeah. Thanks we for see you. Okay. I had a story and then I decided to change it to another story because oh, my new story is better. So I want to tell you about Andrew Mustapick. I mean, that's a name, right? Mustapick or Mustapick. I'm going to say Mustapick. Yeah. He must a pick of this story. <laughs> anyway, I don't know Andrew uh, from Adam, but I do know about something he did recently, which mm, earns him crazy, stupid, idiot status. So have you ever sold a car? Yes. Okay. I mean, I've sold it back. Have to you ever the bought a used car? Yes. From another person? No, well, from a dealership. Okay. I usually deal with dealerships. But you know that that's not sure. unheard of, not, right? It's like not uncommon. Private vehicle sales, not yeah. unheard of. Well, he did that uh, recently. Um, and he's 66 years old and he decided to sell his vehicle, um, to, uh, a friend's friend basically. And, uh, that earned him crazy stupid idiot status. So I I hear you saying, I don't understand why would selling a car. Yeah. Especially to a friend's friend. You'd think that that was probably a really safe way to do it. It was a 2017 Volkswagen Jetta. Okay. Okay. Um, and actually, it wasn't his, but he was going to sell it. So, but that's not the crazy stupidity okay. status. All right. Um, let's just say that there was a 17 year old who wanted to buy this used vehicle. And Mustapick said, sure. Normally, when you're selling a vehicle, you're going to do what? You're going to take it for a test drive. Well, the person who wants to buy it oh, would right, take it right, for right. a test drive. But if you're selling it, you're going to name a price. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be like, I don't know, dollars. Yeah. Right? Usually yeah. you sell a car I, for this dollars. This is super confusing to me because I thought this was all common sense. Right? But that's not what happened. He sold this vehicle, but not for dollars. And it's what he sold the vehicle for that earns him crazy, stupid, idiot status to this 17-year-old girl i have a feeling i know what direction we're going in but i'm scared to go there so you i just want to say like cheeseburgers or something no if by cheeseburgers you meant sex <laughs> i definitely did not mean yeah. sex. i mean sometimes a good cheeseburger is better than sex that so let's be clear thousand percent true um but uh in this case 
he uh, in turn uh, in return for purchasing the vehicle, like basically buying the, the vehicle for the teenager, like he didn't actually. Right. You know, so he put out the money. But in return, the 17 year old had to put out to him. Mm. But wait, there's more. Oh, dear. The 17-year-old girl had to sign a contract stipulating that she would, quote, be his sex slave twice a week on Mondays and Fridays for the next five years. My gosh. For a 2017 Jetta? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you were going to be somebody's sex slave, we should make fun of that. I know. I just realized I was going down a road that I didn't like. But it's crazy stupid idiots, right? Turn back. But also, we can feel better because the good news is um, this this did not happen. And he was arrested. Thank God. On a felony charge and subsequently released on a $50,000 bond. The twice-divorced Mustapik. Who, I wonder why he got divorced. He is scheduled for arraignment later oh. this month. And he oh. has been ordered to not have any contact with the 17-year-old. Please do me a favor. Oh, God. And give me your audio representation of his mugshot. <sighs> yeah. Hey, little girl. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah, dude. After picking out a 2017 Volkswagen Jetta at a Fort Pierce dealership, the teens returned with Mustapik to his residence where he asked the older female to take her clothes off. No. The victim told cops that her friend refused to disrobe, but instead convinced... Oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 It gets worse. No. So let's just say it's a good thing... That this got reported. Exactly. And that he's going to jail for Mm -hmm. a long time, we hope. Thank you. Thank you. Where are we going next? He must have picked out a jail to go to. Must have picked a jail. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, we are going to Massachusetts, also known as Massachusetts... By people who don't know how to pronounce Massachusetts. Yes, but I've heard otherwise intelligent humans say Massachusetts. That's true. It's Massachusetts. He is not um, silent. And we are going to learn about um, a barbershop. Uh, and that barbershop is called, hold on, I got to get the name of the barbershop because that is where we really bring it all home. Uh, it's called, oh shoot, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, anyway, it's okay. We're going to a barbershop. Uh, uh, Bonehead's Barbershop. That's what it's called. Okay. Bonehead's Barbershop, where we're going to meet a 17-year-old boy who went to Bonehead's Barbershop to have his hair cut by Robbie Rocco, the owner of Bonehead's. Robbie Rocco. Right? Sounds like the owner of Bonehead's. Of Bonehead's Barbershop. Yeah. And and the 17-year-old is like, yeah, uh, can you use a two on me? And Robbie Rocco. That's like a guard on the yep. razor the guy robbie rocco goes that's really short are you sure you wanted to and the kid was like yeah i wanted to okay so robbie rocco from bonehead's barbershop puts the two guard on and just gives the guy a buzz and the kid is like great thanks you know like uh they had a nice conversation the kid paid yeah. and then left okay you're like, where's the crazy, stupid idiot? Where's the crazy, stupid oh, idiot? she's about to show up. Oh, no. It is the 17-year-old's mother. Oh, no. Who is rolled her name up, Karen? Uh, you know what? Don't know. But for, for the purposes of this story, yes, her name was Karen. Uh, she rolls up to Bonehead's Barbershop, and uh, she is real mad. What's she mad at? Real oh, he mad. Got, she didn't like his short hair or something? 20 minutes later... The 17-year-old's mom comes into the shop saying it's way too short. She was screaming and she wouldn't let Rocco, Robbie Rocco speak. Uh, and uh, she was like, 
you ruined my kid's hair. I have his senior pictures next week. You ruined his hair. And Robbie Rocco is like, ma'am, I'm sorry. He asked for it. He paid for it. It, He never really indicated. She didn't care. You know what she did? What? She called 911. Ooh, she looks like Karen, too. Mm. Here. I found Did you another, find her? I found another photo of this story, and I would like you to look at Ooh. it. Yeah, she was real mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> She's like, I am. That is Karen personified. Oh, my gosh. And there is. she is speaking on her phone. I would like to speak to the manager of 911. My son got a bad haircut. Oh, also, Robbie put it on his TikToks. Mm-hmm. Mom, hashtag Karen, called 911 on me because I cut her son's hair too short. Yeah. So. Listen, it's the world we live in. Oh my god. It's the world we live in. When you Poor make somebody kid was just like, "Mom." Well, here this is my thing. It's just hair. It's, it's going to grow back. It grows back. Yeah. Also, it's an episode of life. It's a moment. Also, like how it's miserable fine. do you feel about yourself when you realize when you watch the video later of yourself going all Karen? Because of your son's hair. Uh, you know, that's the follow-up Maury episode that I want. I want Maury to invite all the viral Karens on. No, I don't want oh Maury to do it. I want Oprah to do it. Like, to just be like, how did you feel? Yeah. Or like, like maybe Life Dr. after Phil. being Karen. Yeah. Right? Like, let's like, find out what life is like after you've been Karened. Like, or you let's Karen get to yourself. the bottom of that. Let's yeah. just get right to the bottom of that. Okay. Also, if they could get the Tim Hortons pooper, I would be happy with that as well when we were coming home from our cruise we flew through toronto and there was a tim hortons in the airport and i almost took a picture and sent it to you guys but it was closed so it didn't really you know i was gonna go in and ask for some paper towel look it up when we come back on the colleen and bradley show our friend rocco not robbie rocco from boneheads barbershop our actual friend rocco here from the radio station is going to be the host of the throwback Live. after this on My Talk 1071.